Fix Insider November 3rd. New TV. Newly promoted president of advertising Amy Reinhardt shares an update on the first anniversary of the Netflix entry into advertising, confirming new formats and sponsorship opportunities. They came out with 15 million as the number signed up to their ads package. On my price update email where they increase the basic package price, whilst also withdrawing it for new customers, they helpfully push the £4.99 level without overtly mentioning the ads at least until you get to the change your plan page. It feels inevitable they will sunset basic at some point making customers choose ads or to pay more. Disney are following a similar playbook with UK prices on the up. And on the earnings call Bob Iger was asked about their imminent clampdown on password sharing. I'm not going to give you a specific number, except to say that it's significant, he said. What we don't know, of course, is as we get to work on this, how much of the password sharing as we basically eliminate it will convert to growth in subs. Obviously, we believe there will be some, but we're not speculating. With Comcast exercising their option to see their stake in Hulu another issue for Iger is to get to an acceptable price, he will be hoping to pay little more than the $8.61 billion contracts value the Comcast stake in Hulu. Getting to a value requires clear thinking on how Disney balance their streaming assets and their linear ones, a problem Netflix don't have to worry about. Analyst Rich Greenfield asks why Hollywood czars are forgetting about the importance of reach. Today, investors are focused on whether these less ambitious legacy media streaming services can ever be robust, profitable businesses. As legacy media companies grapple with that existential question, their subscale streaming platforms are having a compounding negative impact on the value of their content. While media companies pivot away from trying to reach global streaming scale, their content is not reaching enough eyeballs. In turn, that leaves us to ask how should their content distribution strategy change? The FT looks at how the activist investors in Disney are thinking, and how they compare Disney with Netflix, and wonder why the gap between the two is so big. We are about to see how linear and streaming can be brought together as Paramount is to bring their Channel 5 business closer with their fast-service Pluto. They will also commission and license more content, but at this moment their Paramount Plus service will remain independent. This looks like a good use of a strongish local service with the global might of Paramount. And raises questions for ITV and C4 who generally offer just their own programming. Does size matter to audiences? And to advertisers? A good variety opinion piece argues Hollywood need to diversify their business model, mentioning things we have covered like brand integration and brand cathedrals, but also recognizing the unique position storytellers are in with AI. For all the hype the new tech is perhaps best employed on existing IP, where it can be expanded and extended by AI. Ads. As the main players in Newt embrace advertising, do they strengthen the idea that ads are for the poor? The data you can pay to avoid them is spreading, Meta have announced ad-free Facebook. Meta will offer people in the EU, EEA and Switzerland the choice to pay a monthly subscription to use Facebook and Instagram without any ads. They can alternatively continue to use these services for free while seeing ads that are relevant to them. But it's not quite the volt face it looks like. Sure people paying €9.99 per month, €12.99 for mobile users, is nice, but the quarterly Facebook ARPU is $11.23 globally and $19.04 for European users. $56.11 for US users. So it's not a huge profit driver. The win for Meta is that by offering this choice they sidestep EU concerns over privacy and protect their targeted ad business. Eric Sufert has the background. Creative. Meta's Nicola Mendelssohn sits down with Smartly.io CEO Laura Desmond to talk ads, media buying and agile creative. Interesting talk and supporting the learnings from the latest Facebook earnings, that their ad tools are backfiring on all cylinders. 
It's great to see Creative finally being credited as a driver of performance, enhanced by AI being able to refigure a brand's assets to maximize results. But I wonder if this isn't just a step on the way for a longer journey. AI is essentially developing creative anagrams, using a predetermined set of assets we can create all these ad variants. But few are introducing wild cards or new thoughts and hence coming up with totally new answers. To stretch the anagram simile, playing Scrabble works best with new letters. How do we introduce new letters into the AI tools? AI. Whilst governments talk regulation we see more people finding AI use cases, Google share how Mondal has benefited from using demand gen ads and announce new product features on maps. They have invested $2 billion in Anthropic, copying Amazon, who invested up to $4 billion a few weeks ago. As we wait to see what comes out of Bletchley Park this Vanity Fair article on AI is a good roundup of the issues and the risks. And this Guardian explainer of how chatbots work by tokenizing words is useful. The Guardian is also involved in a great demonstration of how not to use the tech. A Guardian story about a death ran on a Microsoft news platform start in Australia and Gen AI added a poll asking readers to vote on the reason for the death. Lots of speculation over Google's much-vaunted Gemini. As a multimodal intelligence network, it can handle various types of data and jobs simultaneously, processing text, images, audio, video, 3D models, and graphs. This could mean Google Gemini is more versatile than GPT-4 and ChatGPT. This medium purports to have leaked information on Gemini and it does sound impressive, but unclear how accurate this is. Retail media. So the big news is Omnicom buying Flywheel. This fits lots of our thesis, evolution of agencies, the opportunity for retail media and how tech platforms transform industries. I think the sale itself isn't unexpected, Essential are also selling WGSN, but the buyer probably is and the price certainly is. It's odd that just last week Flywheel issued a press release announcing the integration of 11 unique Essential digital commerce brands to form a single, global brand. Then one week later they get bought. For $835 million. Great move for Omnicom, matching the Publicis buys of Citrus ads and Profitro. But there is little left on the table of any scale for others who may want to play catch up. Could Tesco be persuaded to sell a chunk of Dunhumby? Is his thought they explored a sale in 2015 but nothing happened. Their latest thinking on defining retail media success is good. My point here is that, with the right insights and the right channels at their disposal, advertisers can use retail media to drive awareness, consideration, and loyalty as well as sales. While retail media might be a convenient catch-all term, the truth is that it's not a singular proposition. It's one that gives brands the ability to meet a variety of different objectives. Over in Australia the scale may be smaller but the ambition is the sale and coal 360 are a significant player and growing fast, in terms of people, business and capabilities. Buy has 13 firms that are helping retailers cash in on the $130 billion retail media market. AdTech Kieran O'Kane has written a good piece called The Ad Tech Optimist Nice Glass Half Full Thinking That Deserves Attention. Groupm is removing made-for-advertising sites from its inclusion lists, which is good. But it seems oddly difficult to find whether Outbrain and Taboola are in or out. Amazon The Amazon Q3 results were suitably impressive, beating estimates with a 13% rise in revenue. Ad revenue was up 26% and on the earnings call CEO Andy Jassy said. We have barely scraped the surface when it comes to better figuring out how to integrate advertising into video, commerce and groceries. The plumbing of the ad business is also improving Amazon Marketing Cloud and Amazon DSP are now integrated with nine customer data platform solutions. Lots more impressive stats on their investor relations site. Merchant. 
As VC-backed fast last-mile firms evaporate, a handful of big players dominate takeaway with DoorDash handing 2 billion deliveries a year. Can they take on grocery too? They do grocery but little mention of this in their latest results and a take rate of almost 13% probably doesn't suit grocery. Lots of activity around fast fashion, Shine have bought UK firm Misguided, confirming speculation. They recently bought US retailer Forever 21. The very sector was created by London startup Aces but they are struggling with The Guardian calling them a fast fashion also ran. Aces chief executive Jose Antonio Ramos Calamonte has a turnaround plan focused on bringing Aces back into fashion, and the firm back into profitability by 2025. Marketing Week lock on to a mention of brand in their marketing plan, suggesting they plan a move away from seductive performance marketing. Reading their investor deck they are very focused on full funnel marketing, regular, disruptive marketing campaigns with a full media approach inclusive of TikTok, digital videos and, street, ooh. A test and react program shows the influence of Shine. Unilever is selling Dollar Shave Club after seven long, awkward years of trying to make it work, to the PE firm which owns Tom's Shoes. They will retain a stake. They should be reading BCG on winning formulas for e-commerce growth. And this good deck from a fixed friend on the doomed quest towards perfect lifetime value, LTV. Social. If you read one thing I would recommend this wired story on a TikTok talent factory. It's not too far from those creator, influencer, collab houses that were so talked about a couple of years back. But this feels different as the business model is so much more refined now. The Washington Post looks back at the space with from mommy bloggers to TikTok stars, how creators built a $250 billion industry but also notes that the census etc. doesn't recognize the scale of this phenomenon. Last week I mentioned the Benedict Evans talk with the founder of Caravan, the CAA company focused on social shopping with celebrities. This BCG article on whether celebrity partnerships are right for your brand was written with Caravan people. TikTok partnered with brand building agency Carla Otto to capture insights around the SS24 shows, looking at K-pop, Tube Girl and which influencers worked with which brands. Plus plus. Futurist Tracy Folos on identity. Snap is buying its our display supplier for more than $500 million, Verge. HTTPS colon slash slash www.move78.studio slash new slash introducing web3 a playbook for growth? UTM underscore source equals pocket underscore saves. Web3, a playbook for growth, Move78. Meta experiments with custom AI chatbot creation in stream. The Trapital Report, trends that matter in music, media, and culture. Huawei's new phone ratchets up rivalry with US and Apple, FT. The Fall by Michael Wolf, a combative view of Murdoch's endgame, FT. WPP issues second profit warning as tech clients retrench, FT, missed this last week. The hot new thing in social media is here. Again, cool new photo app from a London-based startup. YouTube is now cracking down on ad blockers globally, TechCrunch. Activate Technology and Media Outlook 2024.